Ready? Shall we start? We shall start. We're on. We're on. As always, how are you feeling? What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Hard Headed Podcast, where we talk everything relationships and feelings and marriage. And the first thing we like to start with is, how are you? You feeling? Yes. I stole it from you. Oh, you Sorry. bastard. <laughs> how are you feeling, you viewers and listeners? You can tell us, you can check in on yourself. And you, my lovely wife, how are you feeling? Feeling good. Had a very productive week. and um... Agreed. Very busy week. Very busy week. We're starting, uh, we're launching our Lebanese Arabic classes for kids and for adults. And uh, couldn't be more proud and excited. It's a lot of work though. A lot of marketing. If anyone's listening right now, and you want to learn Lebanese Arabic for yourself or your kids, you know what to do. Head over to our website. Sign up. Yes. All right. Random plug-in. We just threw that in there. It's not actually, that wasn't planned, but might as well. Now that we got that out of the way, we are, I think this is our third episode in... Hard-Headed Podcast. Yes. How does it feel after three episodes? Well, I wanted to ask you how you're feeling if you stop cutting me. Right. I'm yeah. so sorry. I was just like in a flow here. Oh, it's going to be really hard for me right now to uh, to uh, gesture. I gesture a lot. I'm going to be hitting that. <laughs> but this is cool though. I feel Use cool. Use this hand. Oh, no. No, I need oh, both. Right. I need both. Can you, you need can both? Like, Oh, I'll manage. So this is problematic. It's okay. Well, it's step by step. Okay. You, as you notice, we changed the whole uh, look right now. We basically just moved the table on the side for those of you <laughs> watching. Uh, yes. So that we can have more distance between each what other. What more distance? Physically. <gasps> not figuratively. That's horrible. But I mean, it's just for the mic, you know? For audio. Hello. Quality. Is it you I'm looking for? Is there a longer table in the market? <laughs> <laughs> Jerk, how am I feeling? I'm feeling great. Maybe I a little tired? You yeah, you do. You say you're yeah, we're going to say you're going to ask you Where the hell is this podcast going? Absolutely <laughs> nowhere. I'm so tired. That's <laughs> my productive week. Yes, so I don't yes. know what the heck is going to come out of my mouth. Again, let me ask you. How are you actually feeling? <laughs> if you guys had a stressful week friday we're filming this and recording this friday at 7 p.m it's perfect right now you might be laughing with us because it's just it's like you know when you it's a tired laugh or just like you say nothing and shit and yeah exactly yeah. but you know what it's needed i'm mm. sure you need it we need it um i'm feeling great i'm feeling a little tired but not like I feel like when you enjoy what you do, stress is different. I think we mentioned that last time. So I feel tired, but not like in a bad way. I feel like yeah. tired the way you feel after doing a nice so, workout. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Awesome. I asked you how you're feeling, right? You did. Okay. You always ask me first. Huh? Ladies first. Huh? All right. We got three topics today. Am I right? I think two. There's one that we removed because we're oh. like, and I think we covered it last time. So never mind. Two topics. Yes. Today. Okay. And we're gonna try to answer them. Those okay. are topics that we uh, not from Q and A's or anything. No, we came up with those. Like, one thing we wanted to uh, actually discuss that was something that came to us a few weeks ago is, do you think it's possible to fall in love in 24 hours? 
Well, Mark Hashim, let me ask you. Oh, God. Did you fall in love with me in 24 hours? I'm always falling in love with you. Oh, every day, oh. every night. I can't compete with this guy. <laughs> um, you know what? Actually, when we brought up this, this topic last time, mm. even this earlier, I said, well, what does it mean to fall in love? Right? So, what does it mean to even say I fell in love in 24 hours? You know? I'm sorry, I'm laughing right now because your hand is placed on the table and the whole table is shaking. It is? Because <laughs> of how much you have to move your hand. This is, yeah. It is the power. So I don't know if the arm. it's affecting the audio or the mic. I hope not. Well, you want me to be like this, sitting like a like a monk, like a like a villain. <laughs> so unlike you. Um, I hope not. Anyway, I'm gonna just be like this. Okay. Okay. So, did I fall in love with you? I what I can tell you is, in some way, yes. I definitely connected. I think maybe connected is a better word, because fall in love. I think in a way, love is also like a seed, right? You, yeah. It's something you cultivate. So. If the seed itself is love, then yes, that seed was there. Definitely fell in love. I had a big crush on you anyway before that for years. And eventually, I think uh, life made it that we were both able to take that step. Same. So, I mean, I definitely crushed on you before. So I feel like it was just stirring and you were always on my mind, you know. And then yeah, was the first time you you heard about me or like from your cousin. Yeah, really, because uh, of all of our interests and everything. It's it's just what is falling in love because it's really uh, like you said, it's connecting and you feel like you can connect with this person. Will you like the same things? Will you uh, love the same way? It's it's more of a. Um, it started off with knowing that I could definitely connect with you because of all the things that you do in your life that's very similar to mine. Like we're in the same field, we have the same interests, we love the same culture, all of that stuff. Um, but? Yeah, but but it, also, it always takes um, getting to know each other more in a deeper level to really mm. fall in love. I was going to say. Which takes work. But I can't help falling in love with you. You have to throw them in. Yes. No, but that's, you know what? That song, I heard it from, from Elvis the first time, and I'm like, I kind of like this. You know, wise men say, yeah. only fools rush in and blah, blah, blah. Okay, we can actually explore those very lyrics. Yeah. Is it foolish to consider that you might fall in love fast? I mean, we did not necessarily, you know, fall in love in the sense that it was, you know, as if like you're married the next day, but it was pretty fast. Yeah. We fell fast. Yeah. You know, within like, what, less than two months, we were like... Even going through the fears and the initial worries about opening your heart up to someone else and building trust, it was pretty fast. So actually, I think that to fall in love means also to fall in trust. So in order, in order to be able to love someone really, you need to develop a connection or recognize that there is something to begin with because you can't force yourself into something, right? Sometimes I think it can be a trap where you get very comfortable and familiar with someone, but there's no seed or spark to begin with. So your love might feel more like companionship. Yeah. Whereas I feel if there's a, a seed of connection to begin with, then that's what you nurture. And that needs to be understood from the beginning. And you definitely need to build trust. You can't love someone if you don't trust them. I think if you love someone but there's no trust, you're falling, I think, into a trauma bond, if you anything. You have trust issues. It's yeah. Baggage, basically. Exactly. So I think it, it sounds more like a trauma bond. Yeah. I'm not the expert on this, but at least from what I've observed, 
that'll be more like that. So it might be very unbalanced. Mm-hmm. You're hovering between, you know, intense feelings of infatuation that you think is love and sexual attraction, and then falling into like fear and anger and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? So what you're saying is, you can't fall in love in 24 hours. <laughs> well, it's not that. Is is what do you mean by falling in love? Like. Our love now is stronger than ever, right? So we love each other in a more intense way now than, than, and more deeply than we did on day one, right? Yeah, I But think that's normal. Can, yeah, I think you can connect with each other in 24 hours, definitely. We connected very intensely. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's... Sorry, my computer's going Your computer's crazy going... Right it's taking off right now. Uh, for some reason. <laughs> so I apologize for the extra noise. No, I think it can be cut anyway. Okay. Um, but, yeah, my point is is you can connect with someone in 24 hours, but it definitely takes work in order to fall in love. That's the thing, too, is I think maybe Hollywood has has a big part in, in like, misleading people about falling in love, mm-hmm. like, you know, love at first sight and things like that. Yeah. I think what love at first sight can be is, like, that connection at first sight, like, whoa. It can be physical attraction, or you, but at least it tends to be more than that. When I saw you, it was more than just, whoa, she's really gorgeous. Yes, that was definitely part of it, but it's, it was like I felt something. I felt, I felt something familiar with you. We yeah. shook hands. The way you shook hands with me, I felt like that was actually more of a connection even <laughs> because she shook hands and there was like strength to it. You know, and that I always, I always admired and respected strong women and I felt right down to the handshake and the way you looked at me in the eyes, mm. you weren't awkward about it. Mm-hmm. Even though you told me that you kind of were crushing at the same time and yeah. you seemed shy and stuff. Yeah, because I already you knew about you, right? You weren't awkward. You no. looked me straight in the eyes and said, hi. Yeah. I was like, I'm marrying you. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I did feel like I, maybe, I don't know, I, I call it my curse sometimes or maybe I see a little ahead. Or I yeah. really felt like I, we can go far. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, back then, in the first time we met, I wasn't in a mindset that was, yeah, I want to be in a relationship and I want to love mm. and all that. Yeah, even though I was crushing <laughs> on you hard. Until you saw me, like, this man is married <laughs> material. <laughs> we can date right away, though. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Factors played yeah. into that, all right? Factors uh, that influenced. But yeah, I definitely crushed on you. The first time I saw you was on Snapchat and it was... Like, From my Who's? cousin, yeah. Yeah, who's this cutie? And then the next day I asked her cousin because we were working together back then and I'm like, who's that? <laughs> no, and that? then she showed me you, showed yeah. me you boxing. I'm like, and then she said, she didn't just say you did boxing, she said you did Muay Thai. I'm like. Yeah, so Mark really loves warrior women. Mm-hmm. That's something he uh, always mm-hmm. uh, liked and wanted to be with. So when he saw me boxing, he's like, that's it. And then she loves Dragon Ball and she's movie making. But can we go back to the fighting part? We like warrior women, yes. I would... That's like... We can call it my fantasy, but it's not just fantasy, like, sexually. It's a preference. It's, it's a preference. No, it's very much like, this is what I want in my life and this is what I respect and admire. Yeah. That's what turns me on in that sense. But so... It was... It's always been so strange to me. The idea that... that alpha males or whatever you want to call it whatever letter in the greek alphabet you want to call it these people um that a strong man wants a submissive woman or wants a woman to make him feel you know that he has to be the the you know the man of the house you know has to be the one who is in control and 
and the woman has to be the one who's the receiver and the one who's the nurturer. And not that these things are wrong if you're nurturing or motherly, and I get those things, but the idea that a woman is the one that needs to be the more meek one and the man has to be tough. I think men who look for women who are more submissive are have a lot of insecurities in their heart and mind and therefore are intimidated by strong women because a strong woman or a strong person is someone who's grounded. So if you have fears and insecurities, it brings them out. But at the same time, bringing them out challenges you, gives you an opportunity. What do you what do you think about that? Because you showcase that in your social media, you showcase a lot of, like you 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 like to. How can I say? You always put me. Uh, you put room where you show my strength. For example, you're not shy in showing me uh, training with you, or doing martial arts with you, or boxing and all that. And you always see men. In comments, well, they're a minority, of course. Yeah, it's very minority. Yeah, uh, with very misogynistic comments and calling you the youth and all those. Or simple, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You've had a lot of those. How does that make you feel? Does it it bother you? Uh, Not personally. I think I just feel sad for them because one thing that's easy to forget with social media is some of those comments are coming from people who are loud in their thoughts and your thoughts sometimes translate very easily into comments. Mm. So all your insecurities and your, your whatever intimidates you can come out defensive in comments. They might be 15. Mm. I'm not going to... Like, I keep that in my mind. Maybe it's a 15-year-old who's still trying to find what it means to be a man for himself and has been taught perhaps that you mean to be dominant, dominant towards others. I've always believed in being dominating yourself and as in other words conquering yourself not seeking to conquer others Mm -hmm. like for example i love spanish i love spain i love hispanic culture but i've always had an issue always made me cringe when i would hear that to to um flirt with a girl or try to you know get her number or get to go out with her is conquistar a una mujer Mm -hmm. which literally translates to conquer a woman Mm-hmm. You know, I don't view it like you're not something for me to conquer. You're not a land for me to to go conquer. Mm-hmm. You know, that also in the past conquering and, and shit uh, is another reflection of, you know, a lack of inner strength. I've always respected self-conquest. So I think a real leader is the one that recognizes other people's strengths and brings them out. Mm-hmm. The less of me, the more of others. So... It's not like I'm trying to put you... It's not like it's because of me that you're being elevated. Because that also might sound like it's I'm the one who's in charge. And it's thanks to me that you're you're the one who's getting you know more visibility yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's me recognizing your value yeah. and therefore um, bowing to, to give you that space. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're not coming in trying to push me aside. You're elevating me every day. Mm-hmm. So... Which, which is what you should do in a relationship. Clearly, yeah, you marriage, elevate the partner. Elevate you... each other and not focus on just yourself. <clears throat> um, Sorry, did you see what happened now? Yeah. This is another thing we're going to need. We're going to need a table a right now. I'm just trying to... <laughs> this was a, I literally did a full circle. <laughs> For people who are not watching, the mic is right in front of Mark. Mm-hmm. and The arm is here. The arm is on right on top of his right arm. 
So I have to slide <laughs> under. To slide to get the mug and drink water. And then shift it. Anyway. All right. That was funny. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll change Sorry. that. You might see another setup on the next episode. Anyway. <laughs> You were saying, um, you were saying about yeah, elevating each other. It's it's just it's sad to say. It's good to say, but at the same time, it's sad to say it that it's nice to see you uh, giving me that space because it's so non-existent. You know, it's not um, common for men to showcase a woman's strength more today of course right now especially in uh many parts of the world but it's it's only recent if you think about it it's never been the case for a long time ago where a lot of men gave credit to women or showcased her strength or gave her credit for something that she did you know so yeah that's what i mean by it's sad to say and it's a good thing as well but it's ironic though yeah because even with that, even with a society that is just, I feel, coming out of the whole men hide their feelings and still act cold and tough and hard and so on, the people who are most admired and respected and leave a mark on the world among among those who do that are artists, men and women, and who are usually very much in touch with their feelings because they have to be. Whether they realize they are or not, they're flooding feelings, so they need to come out with those feelings. So... People who aren't men who are in touch with their feelings are usually naturally. I feel like women gravitate to them more. Yeah. Well, I do. There you go. If some because it's like it feels like a door that's open. It's yeah. Like, oh, I, I can have access to the heart. I can see what's happening. Someone's transparent. Yeah. And I feel like in the Arab world, even men who are told to be the provider and the, the strong, tough, doesn't fear anything. You know, the the, the whole thing. In the Arab world, feelings are strong. People are very passionate in the Arab world. So men tend to be very close to their uh, emotions, despite the whole tough man. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Middle Eastern values are great values. Like the whole generosity and being passionate and being loving and all of that. Those are values I was searching for in a man Mm -hmm. before meeting you. But there's the other side that is the man should provide and the Mm. man should do this and the man should should i say dominate or uh you should obey your husband and all of that i never related to that even coming from middle eastern culture you didn't yeah. yeah and you're someone who holds a perfect balance of those values that i longed for and was searching for and at the same time, being comfortable with yourself and your feelings and just being honest and not being scared of what others might think. You're talking about me. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and it was really rare for me to see that. For, like for me to, when I discovered you, I'm like, well, are you an alien? That's the first thing I asked you. I Straight said, out of Krypton. <laughs> you're, you're like a Middle Eastern Superman. Uh, <laughs> yes. And yeah. <laughs> did we say that before? Everybody thinks I look like Henry Cavill, Lebanese style. You do. Yes. Uh, but... It's just funny because you, you, there's not a lot of men like that. It's uh, it's sad to say. You're and saying I'm one of a kind. Yeah, hopefully not. Because <laughs> that's yeah. I like I don't want to be one of a kind. Yeah. I don't want you to view well you like I don't want 
I mean, I'm proud of my values, but at the same time, for me, I'm just a mark, right? I'm not the special person, but I realize that I have values that are, or a, a state of mind that's grounded and balanced. And I think a lot of men, or especially young boys, um, are when they're navigating from childhood to manhood, like boyhood to manhood, mm. it's a really delicate transition, and mm -hmm. it becomes very easy to be drawn into things that satisfy your insecurities or kind of will take you away from what your biggest fears are as a man. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a very important time in adolescence to be guided. So if I can be an example, especially to that age range, even adults, adult men, you can serve as, as an example, but even more so to that age range is very important because you can really go down a road where you become very destructive and you think, I think the whole thing about being dominant is about control. Hmm. I think one of the biggest human fears is control. When you're not in control, it feels like you're weak because it feels like you're at the mercy of your circumstances. Even though faith or like confidence sometimes is accepting that not everything you can control. What kind of control though? Because I'm that's, someone that's, I'm control. Okay. But this is a human thing, right? Yeah. Maybe because it can be ultimately if things don't go according to plan, it means I'm not in control and things will crash. And I'm and scared of that, right? Normally I freak out when that happens. But a lot less than you used to. Yeah. Right? More, much more accepting. But my point is with, with men, the whole thing is to be in control, I look strong. And to what can suggest that I'm in control is to control others. Namely, women in my life. But it's so funny because I, I was never attracted to that. And growing up, like especially in high school, I have a lot of friends who dated men who who uh, were like that. Who kind of followed, yeah, controlling and wanted to make decisions, and uh, they know best, and they're always right. And believe me, no, I'm the man. I I can handle this, and I can do this. And and I would see like girlfriends go through relationships like that and i'm just like how are you attracted to this person i was the only one that was never drawn to this and Why i'm sure there's a lot i'm sure there's a lot of girls who relate to this growing up and they've had friends who had, were in relationships they never agreed on but um I, i don't know i'm just someone that Maybe I taught myself as well. I always had my standards high, but not in the wrong way. Just more like you knew I, your I values. Needed, I knew my values, and I needed a. I needed more of a partnership, not mm -hmm. a dictatorship. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it's it was something I needed and always wanted a partner. And for me, that's always uh, equal terms and uh, doing things together. Not feeling like you're a child in a relationship. <laughs> yes, or I'm literally acting like a father. You know? Yeah. You go and from the property of the father to the husband. It's so weird. And it's like the woman does everything in the house. Like you're basically replacing your mother and mm -hmm. making your partner your next mother. In Which your own to household. me means you were not shown what it means to be a man. It yeah. You're still a boy. Yeah. And, but at the same time, you can't blame them because. Mm -hmm. Like you said, they needed guidance, and that's never taught at a young age. And you follow what your parents do, right? And if, especially if society and the people you hang out with have the same type of 
culture and same type of ideology, your best chances you're going to become exactly like that in the future. Or you become very much at odds with it. Like yeah, I think that was my case me, for a while. That was my case actually. Yeah. I became <clears throat> because I grew up in a household where they were very close to old school uh, cultural mm-hmm. values and all of that. And it's just the way it is. Like for them, it's mm-hmm. normal. But I never liked it. I always hated it. <laughs> you didn't connect with it. No. Some of them, I feel, it resonated. Like the whole generosity and and you know family and everything. Those I think are really the highlights of yeah Arab culture. But the traditional part where the man has to be the provider and does not speak his emotions, hides them, takes care of everything, and yeah. is just a provider. Meanwhile, you're all the dependent ones. Yeah. And the woman says she's okay. Oh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not. This is how it is. This is what women do. But then they complain on the side at the end of the day and complain to their friends on the phone. It's it's just you see all the links and mm-hmm. you're not understanding. <laughs> right. it's like, or they become the supposed nagging wife and the man is the one who is all my wife's always complaining yeah because he has no one he can speak his feelings to right not even his wife yeah so it really i find it creates like a split kind of relationship yeah exactly and it's funny what i liked about you best is you knew household chores more than i did <laughs> like i didn't know how to do laundry <laughs> It's okay. I didn't know what to, how this to order at Tim Hortons. This okay. is embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know how to do laundry until we got married. Yeah. <laughs> and then you taught me. And uh, it's you knew much more household things. And you clean the dishes with me. You um, do the laundry. You fold clothes with me. So you also vacuum. And it's funny because I'm so not used to this because... Growing up, the man never did that type of work. It was always women. Mm-hmm. And whenever you come over, and let's say we go to my parents and we uh, eat or whatnot, they find it weird when you get up and pick up the plates. Mm-hmm. And they've gotten used to it now. They've gotten used to it now. Exactly. <laughs> Even your mom was like, "No, no, let him be Canadian. It's okay." <laughs> Canadian. They call it Canadian. It's really funny because it's not something common in uh, um, Middle Eastern culture. Yeah, but that's the thing. One of the things I love about you the most is you never, um, you never chose that way. You never chose that path where you're just like, oh, you could have easily <laughs> chosen that path and become that man that just sits and doesn't work or do anything and lets the woman work. I don't know why a piece of porcelain, a circular piece of porcelain, <laughs> would be genderized. I don't know why a glass or a mug would have a gender to it. You know what I mean? It's And I'm not saying if you have your rules at home, yeah. I don't care. It's yeah. your life. I'm not saying that if, it, let's say at home, you live in a way where it's more traditional and you, the man is the, wor- the one who works, the woman is the housewife, and she picks up the place. If these are your rules and you are clear about them. And, and happy you, about yeah, it. You're transparently communicating that this is what I want. You've yeah. divided your tasks like that. May you live happily ever after. Definitely. But what I'm saying is to impose it as a standard when it doesn't agree with you, that's when it gets dysfunctional. Yeah. Especially if, let's say, you say you're happy and you're comfortable and that's how it is. And then internally complain about it, let's say, to your friend mm-hmm. or to yourself. You're lying to yourself. That's that's the trap. It's I like think. you in sports. Yeah. If a girl doesn't want to do sports, whatever. 
But if you want to do sports, why are you suddenly called a tomboy? Mm-hmm. I always hated that term, by the way. It's no disrespect. It's just the very term itself. It's even worse in French. Garçon mm-hmm. marqué, which means failed man or failed mm-hmm. boy. Failed boy. Yeah. It's suggesting that to do things that are physical, to play video games, to do sports is a male thing. Yeah. Therefore, if you're doing it, yeah, you're more or less not really a girl. Mm-hmm. You're not ladylike. But those are just bros that have nothing to do with... with like, how can I even put this into better words that have nothing to do with, with, with even biology or, or, or gender? It's like, just fucking play soccer if you want to play soccer. Yeah. Yeah, someone who played video games my whole life, ever since I was a kid, and played soccer and played basketball. And I was called those terms, tomboy, gamoke, and became so embedded that tomboy was just how I described myself to friends but I was attracted to these things all my life <laughs> maybe it's because I did karate since I was a kid yeah. so and I liked seeing girls who kicked like if a girl kicked me I was like nice I wasn't like uh, you know <laughs> I need to punch you in one day that's right did we talk about this before we didn't this really happened tell me whatever yeah. you want that was <laughs> I made that request what was <laughs> it like within the- you're like I want to test your punch I'm like are punch you me. sure I'm like no like punch me where in the stomach yes no you don't want me to punch you i'm like full force he's like yes i'm like i don't think you want me to do that you like, just do it i'm like okay you asked for it and i just did it i felt it i was i braced myself for it like a true warrior and martial artist therefore i was fine i wish but it was strong as hell i wish i could recreate the sound that came out of your mouth No, but it was like pain and satisfaction. Yeah. It was like, no, that was a real punch. That was a that was a Saiyan punch. <laughs> Saiyan okay? punch. It was a Falcon punch. Yeah, I wish there was female Saiyans. <laughs> There's no female Saiyans. Let's create our own superheroes. Yeah, let's do that. We're actually working on that mm-hmm. secretly <laughs> for the future. Anyone who is listening to this and decides to register it. Maybe 10 years from now, we'll have a big surprise for you. Oh, yeah. We're not saying anything. <laughs> not really just superheroes in the Marvel way. More like, you know, our own, our yeah, own story. Yeah, not Marvel, not DC, nothing no, like that. Our own story. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we started by saying it's possible to fall in love in 24 hours and really diverge yeah, into Yeah, we really diverge into something that's else. That's perfect. Still right. relevant. But you know what? It actually ties into the. Next Second topic. point I wanted to say, <clears throat> excuse me, okay? I don't know what the hell happened. I had to do it three times. All right. Um, telling a girl to smile. Ah. Please tell me more. My hand is shaking from rage. <laughs> this is something you're dying to talk about, I know, because it frustrates you. Yeah, but I also want to hear it because you've experienced that. I haven't. Honestly, I have never told a girl to smile and in the sense of smile. smile. You look better when you smile. <laughs> I'm laughing about it because at first I wouldn't... Okay. Oh, all right. Where to start? It's What I've experienced also is probably nothing compared to most women. Like, it's cute what I've experienced. But growing up, especially when you're a kid, when you hit puberty and you hear a guy telling you to smile, you probably think like, oh, is he flirting with me? It's cute. So you're just going to smile and go with that. But then... The more you grow up and hear it in other contexts, like at a mall or at the movies, or when you're out with friends and a stranger tells you to smile, you start questioning life. So a stranger has told you to smile? Yeah. 
I've had, uh, I don't even recall all the times that have happened because it happened so many times. But I want their numbers and addresses. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know them. Sorry. But it's, it's more, um, it's, it, it can also happen in the most weird way where I'm just doing my own thing and I'm probably thinking about something. And you know, when you're focused and you think, uh, you're thinking about things and you look focused and your face looks like, you're mad or you're frowning and then you mm -hmm. have a stranger telling you smile it looks better on you and it's out of nowhere and you're just like what it's it's really something you don't feel like hearing in the moment especially when you're out with friends especially when you're at a club for example and someone is remember i recall this once i was out and from far would they would do the mannerism with their hands you know when someone tells you to smile from far like with their hand you know, yeah. and I always wondered what what goes on in your in those people's head that telling women to smile is something they think is attractive or they would appreciate because it was the most annoying thing ever. And to put it to context, if smiling is the general image of a lady because she's supposed to be gentle and smiling. It's as if the general image of a man is supposed to be, I don't know. The opposite. Loud or... Fierce. Or like, Stoic. Or like muscles, mm -hmm. you know, have muscles and look like powerful or strong. It's as if I were to go <laughs> and, and tell a, strange, a stranger, a man, look stoic. Look strong. Look tough. Flex. Well, yeah. I think that's the, usually it's be a man. Exactly. Grow a pair. Yeah. You know, be a man. What does yeah. that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? Exactly. So it's as if I were to go to every single man and tell him, do that. Looks stoic. Of course, that's going to be annoying. Don't tell me it's not going to be annoying. <laughs> you it would men, feel random. men listening. Imagine. How would you feel? This happened to me once. It did? Okay. Once. Go ahead. No, 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 no. The Please. Whole, I'm not oh, going to name names, but there yeah. was someone we met yeah. who was just like, Mark, <laughs> speaking to you, they were like, hi, hi, and then Mark, mm, mm. and I'm like, what am I, Neanderthal? <laughs> I was just like, okay, <laughs> I was like just laughing, I'm like, oh, I, I don't I don't say this. Mm. <laughs> oh, that was the most just, random thing ever. I just felt like, I felt like a samurai, so. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, How would you feel if. Okay, let's just say this is a man who told you and it's just a man with old school thoughts, okay? Yeah. But how would you feel if a strange girl on the street said, hey, look stoic, you know, look, look strong? Like you kind of look like a girl, you have to flex a bit more. How would you feel? I mean, confused. Yeah, exactly. Be like, where is this coming from? Right? Did I offend you? Like, the, <laughs> we get some random comments like that, not like specifically like that, but the whole like, Mark, you have small shoulders. Yeah. Or uh, like, you know, like, did I offend you? And it's, of course, it's never the athlete that makes these comments. You know, it's someone who's like, you know, her profile picture does not suggest that they're an athlete, and making these comments. So you're like. Why do you feel the need to say this? Mm. Or the whole, Mark, I'm sorry, bro, but you're getting old. I was like, 
I think it's really... I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, like, Dropon. Did I offend you? Like, it's me getting older with a beard because I have white. This is genetic, by the way. Anyone who doesn't know, I've started having white hair since I was 15, but I thought it was cool. I still think it's cool. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But my point is that what people think is normal often is not. It's coming from somewhere dysfunctional in the ego. And that goes back to a man thinking it is normal... And it's flirting to look at you and say, smile. What am I on candid camera? Smile. (laughs) Okay. Um, I think it's rude. It's plain rude. If if in the future our son thinks it's normal, we're going to have a sit down. It's not going to happen. We're going to talk about this. Not that you expect your... If my son were to do that, I'll make him smile all day. And (laughs) hurt his muscles. And he's going to stay that way for 24 hours. (laughs) No, it's uh, just... It's rude. I think it's 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 assuming that it's like I've almost it almost feels controlling. Like they want to control yeah. your state of mind what right my now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Smile. This is what I this is what I want to see on a woman. Mm-hmm. Make me happy. Make my eyes happy mm-hmm. right now. Look the way I want you to look. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just as rude as the whole. You look tired. Because if she decides not to wear makeup or mm. she wants to look a, a certain way that is not uh, what you expect women to look like uh, you know, as if they're going out to an event or they just don't want to fucking put makeup mm-hmm. and oh, you look tired. Is everything all right? Mm. You know what I mean? It's like it just lacks empathy, I feel. Absolutely. I don't know what else to add to this. Just that I hate humans. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Is this is there something similar we could relate to telling a woman to smile? I'm trying to remember actually yes. When I was much younger, I was like a teen. I've always been close to my feelings. Mm-hmm. And I've always inclined I've always leaned to being romantic. So there was this girl, I think I was like 14, you know, 14. But the girl did not want to date me. No, she, it was, you can't blame at that age, but it's like you're hovering around like, we, I love you. Stem, it was French. Yeah. I love you. And yeah, I, uh, you know, but it's like. You used to say, I love you. <laughs> but Yeah, but to go back yeah. actually to can you fall in love, you know, it's, yeah. I think maturity has something to do with that. But it's like, yeah, I love you. And uh, yeah, I love you too. But it's like, we weren't even dating. Like as right. in we're in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. We were barely 14. Um, it was one peck, you know, that was the kiss, right. you know, um, but so I asked her, oh, do you want to go out? And then she's like, I, I want to be honest with you and I don't want to pretend and it's no. One thing though, I can't, you know, I can't argue with that is she was very clear. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, very mm-hmm. honest, right? There's no circling, right? <laughs> no, but, but she's, and her reason was you are more girl than me. Oh. Because she wanted casual dating. She wanted sex. Just, right. just like casual sex. Whereas I wanted something of a relationship. Right. So it was just funny at my age at 14 to still... like I was uh, lean towards something seriousness. I'm like, well, you have to build some kind of value, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think I was starting to understand my values at that age that I don't look for things that are meaningless. Mm-hmm. And I've been that way since, right? But her, she wanted something. But it's funny that she called 
that of me, you're more girl than I am. Mm-hmm. Because I was very feelings oriented and I wanted something serious. So my romance, if you will, for her was girly. And therefore not like, oh, I don't want that. You know, I just want, I just want to bang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you met me at that age, I would have dated you instantly. <laughs> Yeah, man, would have been high school sweethearts. (laughs) Yeah, that was all I was looking for. I was all about sensitive men, if that's what you want to call it. I mean, someone true to their feelings was never a turnoff for me. That's Mm -hmm. something I never related or understood from women or girls, for that matter. Uh, Who, who, girls who did not like a man who was close to his feelings. Yeah, it's yeah. I think it's conditioning because. Also, women are conditioned to perhaps view men in a certain way that they think is strong, which is men who is controlling. And they're told you, traditionally speaking, at least from what I've witnessed, that the woman must depend on a man. Mm-hmm. So you have to look for a man who seems controlling so that you are safe mm-hmm. and secure and have a guaranteed life, right? So it's like they attract each other. Yeah. Each insecurity. The insecurities like, attract each other. Yeah. She feels safe with that. Yeah. I never was attracted to any woman who was like that. I was like, mm. we, we're, I, want, I want to see a sword. Where is the strong warrior woman? Or a punch in the stomach. That's right. <laughs> yes. Okay, I think we're veering off here. Doesn't matter. Is there another topic we can talk about or shall we end it here? If we can just close it. To, do you think it's possible to follow in 24 hours? I think it's definitely possible to connect yeah. in 24 hours. To connect and understand what kind of person... They are or can be. And to know that, yes. And to know, I think that love comes with trust. Yeah. If you trust someone instantly, I think you have to be careful. Even if you, I mean, you can, you can really, like you connect, you have to follow your, your really, not just your heart. Your heart can feel just like, it's like your emotions, but follow your gut. Well, it depends because you were easy to trust. Same. Because we connected. But not just that, because I knew who you were as well, and your cousin told me everything about you. Yes, that helped. So yeah. I, I knew about already about your family, I knew about what you did. But that's trust-related. You know, like yeah. my cousin is a source of trust for you. It helps, exactly. right? So And she's a source of trust for you. Same, exactly. So yeah. it was the same thing. She was thing. like, was she like Ross? Ross? No. my Not Ross. My best friend and my... Yeah, no, she's like... Sister? No, my best friend. No, she said my best friend and my cousin. Yeah, so she was like the Ross in this. No? Wait, I'm trying to recall. Friend. Ross oh my God. said my best yeah, friend my and best my, sister. my sister. So it's the same, same idea. My exactly. best friend and my cousin. But I'm like, she's like my Ross sister. Ross didn't set them up. Oh, yeah, Our Ross did oh, set yeah. us up. Yeah. She always <laughs> rooted for us. Yeah. We love you. We love you. You know who you are. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, but... Trust, I think, is a big thing. So, yes, we trusted each other, but it doesn't mean we married instantly, you know? Yeah. Like, you still need to build something. It's not just that. It also depends what, if you've had any past traumas with relationships, too, and if you've had a lot of trust uh, issues with an ex partner. Mm-hmm. It's more understandable if you need to build more trust with someone new. So, that's another factor. And we see each other as soulmates, too. And I had a very strong feeling of that in the beginning. Yeah. But you still let, need to let things unfold. Even if you're convinced that this is the person and you're in love with them. I think if you're trying to build something meaningful, you have to take it like you're cultivating something. Yeah. 
you really I always like love to go back to farming it's very much if even if you know this is your seed that's meant to be and it's this golden seed you let have to you can't drown it you can't let it dry you gotta carefully mm -hmm. and lovingly nurture it and be patient with it so I think it's very much the same thing with love and relationship yeah definitely I love that huh? all right let's wrap it up yes Thank you for listening and supporting us. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and directly on our website, riceprojects.com. That's R-Y-Z-E. Projects.com. <laughs> I think that that term or that, that company name is going to be forever ingrained. To people who listen to us? In your brain. R-Y-Z-E. Rise. Projects. Remember when we used to say... This is a rising picture. Because it used to be rising picture. It used to be rising picture, yeah. But we switched it to rise projects. Yeah. And we used to say, it's this is a rising picture. Yeah. So much better. Yes. Rise. It's just much more, much more simple. Much, 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 I'm really tired. Yeah. Yeah, I think we yeah. should end this. Yeah. All right, guys. With that said, we see you on the next episode. Love you all. Take care.